Welcome to High School Book Review with your hosts Andres Valdez and Rolando Martinez Rico. Today we will be discussing about the book The Hate You Give by Angie Thomas. This young adult novel was published in 2017 and even had a movie based off of it in 2018. So a quick recapture summary of the book. Um, so 16-year-old Star Carter moves between two worlds, the poor black neighborhood where she lives and the fancy suburban prep school she attends. The uneasy balance between these worlds is shattered when Star witnesses the fatal shooting of her childhood best friend, Khalil, at the hands of a police officer. Khalil was unarmed. Um, let's start with likes and dislikes. All right. You want to give us something that you liked about the book? Yes. So something that I really liked about this book, well, one of my favorite parts, actually, um, this doesn't go in order, but uh, it's when Star's entire family and friends gather together for Seven's graduation party. Uh, I was really content that Star didn't have to switch between her two different types of personalities. And uh, like both of her worlds pretty much collided and the outcome was pretty positive in my opinion. Is yeah. there anything you liked about this book? Well, I also really liked that part, but um, something that I enjoyed is that, or based on structure, yeah. um, the incident of Khalil's death um, occurs within the first or second chapters. So the rest of the story is more like focused on covering the problems with minorities and um, the problems that minorities face in our communities. Yeah, I agree. So Khalil's death is like within the first 20 pages of the book. And then the rest of the book explains how that impacted the rest of uh, the community and their fight for equality. Yeah. Uh, so is there anything you disliked? Um, yeah. So when um, Khalil was shot, Angie Thomas had... Um, not made him very personal to the audience yet. Yeah. So maybe if she had done that, um, the incident would have been portrayed as like more, had portrayed a more pitiful feeling to in the audience. Mm -hmm. um, it seems like instead she decided to progressively um, give more deeper detail about the situation with Khalil. Yeah. Like for example, she emphasizes that Khalil had um, partially joined the gang in order to um, clean his mother from the, the drug debt. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember that. And yeah, and. He also um, did this to help his sick grandmother. Yeah. And since his mother, like, is a crackhead and basically abundant him. Yeah, I agree. That was a pretty sad part in the book. So um, <coughs> let's see. This book has received a lot of criticism, but a lot of praise as well. So um, uh, one key criticism that I was researching about um, is that the fact that the book in the book stars characters portrayed as a dark African Amer American teenage girl, and the audience is able to see this in the book cover. However, in the movie, so we're comparing this to the movie. Um, there is a lighter African American actress, Amanda Stenberg, and she's playing the role of Star Carter. Eventually, Angie Thomas publicly announces that she wanted Amanda to play Star's role, even though she, even though some people perceive her as too white or light for an African American. Personally, I believe this controversy is somewhat pointless because the purpose of the story has a much deeper meaning than just simply the skin color of an actress. While the physical appearance does contribute to the development of Star as a character, I believe that Amanda did an amazing job in the movie, and even though some individuals thought she was too light-skinned. What do you think about mm -hmm. this? Yeah, well, um, since this was based on like um, the racial, or racial minorities in the country, yeah, um, I don't really mind who would play characters in movies. It's all more about the purpose of yeah, the movie. Yeah, I agree with that. Mm -hmm. All right, so this book has also received a lot of praise. 
uh, on the book itself, on the back, there's a lot of uh, quotes from people like, uh, or news uh, outlets such as The Atlantic, Newsweek, The Huffington Post, ALA, Booklist, Entertainment Weekly, and Christian Science Monitor. Let's let's read some of those praises. Um, The Christian Science Monitor says that... um, if the hate you give makes you uncomfortable, that's because it should. Um, I think that's an important quality of this book is that it makes the audience uncomfortable, especially like the white audience, because yeah. they feel that pity in them. Yeah, this book is uh, talks about a lot of sensitive topics, I think, but um, Angie Thomas does an excellent job of um, making sure that it's still appropriate for um, an audience, especially because a lot of teenagers are reading this book, and uh, I think that though it is a sensitive topic and there are sensitive topics in there, these are the conversations that need to be sparked and these are the things that need to be talked about and brought to the light. Uh, So let's read, um, so The Atlantic, this is what they said. An incisive and engrossing perspective of the life of a black teenage girl. So um, this book is really, I liked it a lot as well because they take you on an adventure of what star or star's life throughout her um throughout that year or um period in her life where Khalil was um shot and how that affected her but as we remember um she, when she was 10 I believe her other friend was shot so um she always goes back to that and kind of not necessarily compares but it reminds her of her um younger self and how she had to cope with that so that's something uh interesting about this book so um, so what are the, some of the things that this novel highlights, do you think? Um, I think that is something that, well, of course, it's all about police brutality. Yeah. But I think it also um, highlights the correlation between minorities and social class structure. Yeah, I agree. Um, so, uh, yeah, so that and uh, I thought it also highlighted the Black Lives Matter movement and then her involvement and it can be displayed as her involvement in the attempt to gain justice for Khalil. Uh, this book, I think, is intended for individuals who are exploited and need the courage to stand up uh, to the system. And, for example, as part of the exploited minority group, Star is determined to become more involved as a civil activist in her community so that her voice can be heard and her experience can be shared with the public. Mm. I agree with you that the intended audience is directed towards the people that are being ex- exploited. Um, I think that sometimes these types of books are with controversial, controversial and racial differences tend to like pity the white population. Yeah. And while it did do that with the character Haley, yeah. um, Angie Thomas focuses more on, uh, influences, influencing those who, um, are exploited with the act of activism. Yes. I completely agree with that statement. Um, I don't think that's <laughs> the main point being, um, making the white audience feel pity but it is something that is included in the book and um it's just unfortunately something that is going on in society uh so now personally i enjoyed this book a lot let's look at the structure so the plot is well developed and i like seeing how the characters develop throughout the book something i think is unique is the style of the book uh the way angie thomas writes the dialogue between characters gives the reader a feel of how a person is speaking so um, this goes with the different personalities, or not personalities, but how Star switches between her Williamson star and her Garden Heights star. So the way she speaks and her style is a lot different. What do you think about this? Yeah, I 
I agree with that, and I really like that about the structure too. And adding a little bit to what you said about switching with her identity, um, I really enjoyed that um, Angie Thomas made the main characters in the story very personal with the audience. Yeah. So when something bad happened, that uh, the audience felt a lot or felt very pitiful. Yeah, I agree with that. So um, a lot of uh, not just necessarily Star because we see her adventure, but um, her relationships with like Kenya and Haley and her friends. It's just you see that developing throughout the whole story, especially with, I think, her father, which is something, a relationship I thought was one of the most powerful in that. So what do you think about Maverick Carter in this book? Um, well, besides Star, my favorite character um, is her dad, Maverick. Um, I think that Angie Thomas did a good job of developing and growing upon this character. Yeah. Also, I really like that Angie Thomas emphasized the sense of community with her characters throughout the story. I agree. Um, for example, Star's father exemplifies someone who grew up in the neighborhood and is persist, uh, persistent with uh, his identity identity there. Yeah, yeah. He is loyal to the neighborhood and wants to stay there and support his people. Yes. Um, very similar to him is Uncle Carlos. Um, he also grew up in the neighborhood. And even though he moved out, he is still very supportive of it. Yep. Um, Star's mom is like in between these two characters because she um, was also raised there but desires to move out for the benefit of the family. Yet she still supports her family's decision of staying there. Yeah, I agree. Um, so talking about Uncle Carlos and Maverick. So I think the book does a really good job of demonstrating the sort of rivalry that they display in the beginning of the story. So Star points out that Uncle Carlos was actually with her for the first years. So when she went to school for the first time, her, like her first birthdays, uh, while her father was in jail. Maverick has this resentment or frustration building up because he wanted to be there for Star, but instead he feels like Uncle Carlos was his temporary replacement for that time. However, later the book highlights that while Uncle Carlos played a critical role in the growth of Star, there really is no one that can match her father's willingness to protect and sacrifice everything for her and her brothers. Well, maybe the mom, actually. She's pretty protective of them as well. Mm -hmm. um, a little to add to that is also when um, Star's father was um, really mad and frustrated when he found out that um, Star had told his uncle, Carlos, that she had a boyfriend. Oh, I remember. But she didn't tell her actual father, Maverick, and the reason she did that was because um, she didn't want to feel like shame upon herself because her father, uh, I think just throughout her entire life, kind of raised her to not date anyone who was different from her. Mm -hmm. And so that's where her father kind of uh, displays that um, frustration with her. Um, so in addition to this, There are some quotes I would like to converse about. Um, so on page 104, um, I wanted to discuss this page because this section represents the degree of impact that the death of Star's best friend has on her. She begins by reminding herself that Khalil's funeral is Friday of that week. Then she repeats the phrase, what he'll look like in the coffin various times. Um, on that page, she says, I'm at school trying not to think about what he'll look like in the coffin. How many people will be there? What he'll look like in the coffin? If other people will know I was with him when he died, what he'll look like in the coffin? So this just demonstrates how deep that impact 
uh, of Khalil's death and her witnessing that had on her, even throughout just the entire story. Um, it just, it really, I think, digged in her and she just has a hard time in the beginning trying to accept that fact. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, you have another quote you would like to give? Um, yes. So on page 170, um, this part I want to discuss, it's the section where Star's father has a conversation with her about the drug issue in Garden Heights. Um, Maverick looks at this issue in a broader perspective and explains why the people sell those drugs. So on that page, um, sure, uh, he says, exactly, drugs come from somewhere, and they're destroying our community. Our community. You got folks like Brenda who think they need them to survive, and then you got the Khalils who think they need to sell them to survive. The Brendas can't get jobs unless they're clean, and they can't pay for rehab unless they get jobs. When the Khalils get arrested for selling drugs, they either spend most of their life in prison another billion-dollar industry, or they have a hard time getting a real job and probably start selling drugs again. That's the hate they're giving us, baby. A system designed against us. That's Thug Life. So with this, it's the acronym of Thug Life. So it's uh, the hate you give little infants, Fs, everyone. So that's very interesting, and I think Maverick did a good job of explaining how corrupt the system is and how it's difficult for minorities and people in the uh, lower section of this social hierarchy to get out of that poverty. Um, to add a little bit to that, um, well, it's kind of universal that um, gangs are not um, that gangs are very dangerous, and that um, that's that's really universal to like the higher class, I yeah. guess, people who are, aren't involved in things like that. Uh huh. And like like we said, all of this um drug gang things are um sometimes or directly correlated with with the class that you are. Yes. And I um I feel like people like of higher class who um don't associate with these kind of things uh-huh um kind of like don't see the other side of the story like why they have to do these yeah, things. Yeah, they're, like, blind to it, and they just don't understand. Mm-hmm. And that's what happened with Khalil's situation. He tried to get his mother out of that debt and just ended up, uh, from the media, getting bashed for that. Mm-hmm. Um, is there a quote you would like to talk about? Oh, yeah. Well, let me find it. <clears throat> oh, so this is a part where um, Star gets interrogated by, um, in the news. Oh, yes. On live TV, and... <clears throat> In this part of the book, um, I felt the stress that Star expressed in herself when she confessed the fact that um, she was the witness of the incident. Oh, yes. And um, the quote really stood out to me, or this quote really stood out to me um, because she's <clears throat> because she said that um, if she were to ask Officer 115 something, she would ask um, if he wished he had shot her too. Yeah, that was a strong line. Yeah, so that's, like, really rhetorical, and um, it's really similar to, like, a rhetorical question mm-hmm. where the answer is not intended to be, um, where the answer is intended to be more universal, or in yeah. other words, society where ex- would expect the answer to this question to be, like, no, yes. he wouldn't have done that, mm-hmm. but... Um, but the way that minor- minorities were exploited at this time and were segregated, um, 
conveys that this may actually not be the case with Officer 115. Uh-huh. Um, so another section or another quote I'd like to um, talk about is on page 198. Uh, I like this section because this is a wake-up call where Star is beginning to realize the power of her voice in the community. As a witness, Star knows what happened and how it happened. Uh, she's just terrified to speak out about it because she's threatened not just by the King Lords on one side, but she's also scared of what others will think of her, especially the people at Williamson. Uh, in the section, Kenya, Star's uh, friend slash stepsister because they share a brother, a seven. Um, so Kenya asserts that the media is trash-talking Kalil and that if Star and Khalil would have actually switched places in this uh, event, Khalil would have been on TV defending Star right away. So um, Kenya says... Uh, the Khalil I know would have jumped on TV in a hot second and told everybody what happened that night if I it meant defending you. And you can't do the same for him. And then she says, or she thinks to herself, Stardust, it's a verbal slap, the worst kind too, because it's the truth. So um, like, I, like I said, this section stands out because it's one of the moments where she realizes that she needs to speak out for Khalil. And uh, spoiler alert, even if, um, Khalil and the decision wasn't made it for them. It was made just against them in favor of the uh, Officer 115. I think it's it was important for her to um, be active as a civil activist and uh, speak out because her voice does have um, power in the community. Yeah, so this is what... Um, this was the main purpose of the book, I think, just yeah. to um, find that um, power and voice in like everyone's like everybody's internal structure yeah i think it's it's all about being um being able to speak out for your rights and knowing what's just and what's not just because even if the law um is supposedly just and not all it isn't always the case so it's this book really does highlight the fact that you need to speak out for yourself uh speak out for your community um and yeah i think that was a good purpose of this book yeah so to conclude, um, would you recommend this book? I think I would definitely recommend this book to um, anyone who likes uh, these types of short reads. Um, it was like 400 pages, but I think it was quick to read and it was very interesting. The plot was amazing. Uh, what do you think? Would you recommend this book? Yeah, I would definitely recommend it. Um, I feel like since the audience is also universal, anyone can really read it and enjoy it and yes. feel the problems in society. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, so this concludes our uh, high school reviews uh, for these types of books. Thank you for tuning in.